That's the most northern thing we've ever had on this show <laughs> so far. Sorry. Sorry, I'm disappointing awesome. you. Awesome. I know. It's a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just go ahead and draft a pumpkin seed or something. <laughs> Dude, what? Uh, nice. Welcome back to episode two of In the Dirt. I'm Hayden Javinsky. And I'm Alex Belazzo. On today's agenda, we're going to be talking about what kind of the inside look of me and Hayden coming back for our final year here at LSU, and then us talking about being leaders of this year's team and kind of what we took from last year's team to bring into this new season with a lot of new faces on uh, this baseball team. And then we're also going to talk about what it's like being upperclassmen here at LSU. So let's uh, let's kind of talk about what went into our decision of coming back. I know me and you had a lot of phone calls this summer, and uh, we had a lot of conversations between just me and you talking about um, what we wanted out of this next year or potentially move it on into pro ball. I feel like every year we've played here, we've always like been looking for the next decision to make. Um, this is our fifth year here, so I don't even know if we had the choice. I feel like the stadium just reined us back in. But I think when you're at such a special program with such history and like such a good coaching staff and obviously guys like you around it, it, it makes the decision easier to come back. I wouldn't say it was an easy decision, but um, here we are. Yeah, you know, for me, I hear a lot of other college athletes always talking about wanting to get on to the next level from their baseball program they're at. Uh, even even guys across the SEC talk about it. And, uh, it, I mean, for me, it was an easy decision. It, it would have taken a lot of a lot of money and pull to go to the next level and leave this place for me. Uh, I mean, first, first things first, we have the best – college baseball fan base in the country yeah by far I mean it's it's unmatched to and something that was big for me was I mean we're playing I don't know 16 hours away in Omaha Nebraska and that entire stadium is 25,000 strong LSU baseball fans I will say I think that was probably the biggest factor in our coming back I feel like this is not the first year since me and Al have been here but I felt like we were really genuinely appreciated by our fan base and I, I think that played such an important factor into us coming back because it, it really fueled us coming down the stretch of the season especially when we had atmospheres like we did in the regional and super yeah. which were the best I've ever played in by far that was more electric than Omaha was and it wasn't even close yeah then how cool is it that you're winning in Omaha and it feels like a home game yeah, and you're special. 16 hours away from the box very special and it feels like a home game um, and you know you're hearing that LSU chant you know pretty much roar throughout the stadium as we're winning it. it and, uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. And then another thing for me being a hometown kid is the uh, just the love and pride I take in this place here and putting on that jersey. Um, you know, it was always a dream of mine to play at this school and not, not necessarily play pro ball, but also, you know, every home game, I, I have my whole family in the crowd, and I think – same thing goes for you. Um, our families get to make these games. Yeah. And then just what this place means to us, you know, growing up dreaming to play here, then we're actually getting to live this dream. And talking to some guys that went on to pro ball, you know, it's not the same. No, you, they're not. playing in front of 50 people, whereas you come to a midweek game here and there's 8,000 people in the stands. And I, I just don't think you find that many places in the country. 
feel like every year when someone leaves here, they say this is like a second home. Yeah. But it, I, in our case, when you've been here so long, but I think it does, once you like feel the culture and it kind of uh, engulfs you and sucks you into it, there's really no leaving it because of how diehard the fans are. Yeah, this will definitely, uh, this has definitely been my home for a long time and I think it always will be. I couldn't see myself playing, real, honestly, I couldn't see myself playing anywhere else. No. Obviously, this year with me and you, as many games as we've played here and as many years as we've been here, uh, kind of the leaders of this year's team. And I don't, I don't take that lightly. No. I, you know, I, I know you don't either. But let's just kind of talk about what it's been like for this year's team being leaders on it and what we've seen and had to work on. I think it's different. Every year is different, and I think that's the special part about sports in general because you got to find the new way to work the puzzle. But I think. I think last year is really comparable to any year that we've had being that everyone felt like a leader in a way because yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a, a solo assigned task it wasn't anything along those lines it was just a collective unit with a lot of synergy and I think I think our job this year especially is for us to transfer that that same same culture and environment over and and really try to impact the younger guys on the squad yeah that was something I was going to hit on as well as last year we never really had just hey, that's our leader right there. I think it was just a collective of guys doing the right thing, being bought in, and uh, you just had a – it's a team full of leaders. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what made us play together so well and just kind of be a team. You know, we're almost like a wolf pack, uh, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's something I'm. me and you have done a good job this year was – Hey, it's not just me and Hayden here. Like this is this is a pack. Everybody gets on board, and it doesn't matter if you're a freshman, you're a senior, or whatever. Everybody's a leader on this team. And then when you kind of take that uh, approach to things, I think guys elevate their game. Which yeah, we we saw especially yeah. halfway through the fall. It was a big big dramatic difference. Yeah, I would say the last the last month of this fall has been incredible. Like watching some of these freshmen. Um, and there's a lot of new faces on this year's yeah, team. I think watching the jumps they made the last month of fall was was awesome for me to see, and I know uh, it was probably awesome for the coaching staff to see, but I'm super proud of those guys and how bought in they are and how hard they've worked this fall. I think the biggest adjustment for me was just learning to communicate a little bit more efficiently. Yeah. Like, communication is my thing in general, but I think – them being so much younger. Like, we have 2005 babies on the team. My yeah. little sister was born in 2005. Yeah, it, like that's that, the that was That was a huge for thing for me was finding a, relate, finding a way to relate to some of these younger guys. I mean, they were in eighth grade when we were graduating high school. And just finding a way, like, I've heard guys say some things in the locker room. I was like, dude, what does that even mean? Like, well, no, what does old. that mean? I feel <laughs> like, explain that. Explain the whole theory behind that word to me. It, yeah, it's been uh it's been a learning curve for me and you. I mean, this ties into it, but yeah. The, I think the best part of being an upperclassman was just having the ability to impact the younger kids. I feel like yeah. that's that's really what I take a lot of pride in. I know I know you do, but I think I think like being able to leave here and look back in the next 2 years and see the jumps they made and us potentially impacting that. I think that really carries a lot of weight. Uh, yeah, I think the thing that's super cool is we have the ability to have impact on some of these younger guys to where when we come back here in three years and we're watching a game, we had a 
direct influence on that guy that's still playing here. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but also another thing is I remember coming in as a freshman and having guys like Hal Hughes, Matthew Beck, Trent Vittmeyer, yeah. uh, guys like that always mentoring us and uh, really showing us the way and just talking us through fall practices, whether it was a rough day, a good day, how to handle certain situations. That changed everything. Yeah, and I think it's kind of been a steady trickle of that. And, you know, not only just on the field, but we have the, we have the ability to leave an impact in that locker room as well. That's going to carry down the road. And, and hopefully I'd like to see this program, you know, flourish and be on top of college baseball for as long as I'm alive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that'll happen due yeah. to how coach runs the ship. Yeah, but we, I got, think, we got the right guy. <laughs> I feel like being an upperclassman, like I feel like a little bit of a dad in a yeah. way. Like I, I'm going to get frustrated easy. I might yell. I might yell a lot. You might yell? You definitely will yell. We had a little good look, little good cop, bad cop no, going there lot, for a while. No, it was a lot of bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah, Hayden, Hayden would get on to some guys, and I'd have to pull him aside and, you know, kind of – kind of talk them out of it we're all learning man yeah we're all, all learning progress. here but uh i've had a lot of fun doing it and uh especially doing it with you yeah let's keep this train going but we had a lot of good vets um you brought we brought up vet i mean just yeah. being in the bullpen with him all the time and listening to him shoot the shit. he's just a special dude but i think you hear so many players where we have the ability to talk about older guys that we really really like not only liked as players but loved as people Oh yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me is like uh you can be a leader and you can be a good person at the same time. Like uh all those guys, they were never above anybody else. They're uh, they're just another guy in the locker room that you know, helps guys along the way. Well, you got you got to draw to that. Well, guys along the way. <laughs> <laughs> And for today's newcomer segment, we have uh, Luke Holman, right-handed pitcher from Sinking Spring, Pennsylvania. Uh, Justin Lohr, left-handed pitcher from Lakeville, Minnesota. Sinking Spring, what a good name. Yeah. Um, we're going to start off here by doing a, a, a draft of some kind. Y'all rock, paper, scissored, rock, paper, scissored for the results. Yeah. But the draft is going to be concerning the best sunflower, sunflower seed flavor. So winner of the rock, paper, scissors. Justin. Correct, that was me. Um, First overall pick, I'm going to go with uh, the Chinook Cedary Smokehouse Barbecue flavor. Okay. Uh, might not be many people's, but it's it's my favorite by far. It's respectable. I, I can respect I'm it. Bad. I like the brand name throwing as well. Yeah. I see where you're going with that. Uh, my first pick is going to have to go with uh, Sweet and Spicy. Always been a Sweet and Spicy guy. Okay. Uh, we're, we're doing straight up draft, not straight yeah. snake here. Okay. No, we're not All them. I haven't had it in a while, but I, I'm always, you know, rocking with a little kettle roast. Um, yeah. What? I know. It's a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just go ahead and draft a pumpkin seed or something. <laughs> Dude, what? Uh, nice. Okay. For my second pick, I'm going to have to go with buffalo wing. I didn't and anticipate you being spicy. a big spice guy. I'm, I'm a big spice guy. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. With my third overall pick, uh, I'm going to stick with original. That's that's yeah, just terrible. Right that's, that's, just, that's at the bottom of the board. I mean, I thought you were gonna take my picks. But, uh, <laughs> uh, number three, I'm just gonna have to go with uh, you know regular barbecue. And, you know, sticking with that for my third pick. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with dill pickle. Number four. Can I have that one too. 
dill pickle after the original. Yeah. That's the most northern thing we've ever had on this show <laughs> so far. Sorry. Sorry, I'm disappointing awesome, you. Awesome. All righty. For my fourth pick, I'll be taking cracked pepper as my fourth pick. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good that's one. Yeah. Okay. All right. With my final and fifth pick, I'm going to go with sizzling bacon. God, what a weird palate you <laughs> it's, have. Yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> random. It's random picks. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I didn't think I'd get it, but this one's different. The Chinook Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'll take that one. Yeah, you started salivating. Yeah, is that is that like the cinnamon toast? Does it taste like a churro? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I could I could get behind that. I could get behind that. It's good. Man. All right, so moving on um, for all our viewers out there coming from two pitchers and then two catchers doing this podcast, I thought something that would be cool would be what are some characteristics that y'all would look for in a catcher, whether it's, you know, mental game, physically, whatever, what are some characteristics? You can go two or three that y'all look for in y'all's catchers. I'd say a leader. Having a you know a leader as a catcher is big for the entire team and leading a team. So yeah. I'm somebody who pitches with a lot of energy. Uh, so like if I get a big strikeout, I like I love when my catcher gets fired up. Like yeah. you know, I'm a big strikeout at the end of the inning and I'm like yelling or whatever and I can see my catcher like cares just as much as I do. That's something that I really like in a yeah. catcher. Yeah, I would say that's something, uh, as both of us being catchers, you know, uh, something we try to do really well is knowing each pitcher. And uh, and you get the whole fall to do that. So taking advantage of the time you get, whether it's in bullpens and scrimmages or just hanging out in the locker room is getting to know each guy on that mound. And, you know, some guys I know don't really want me saying a whole lot from behind the plate. They just want to do their thing on the mound. Uh, I think Luke's one of those guys where I don't really have to say much. It's just throw it back to him and let him dominate. Yep. And uh, I think that's really important from a catcher aspect. Obviously, that's very important. But what, what has been the most important part of your development here and what has improved the most about your overall game, whether it, again, be mental, physical, whatever, but just y'all's adjustments since you've made it to Baton Rouge? Uh, big mental. I mean, you know, I've – you know, you work off field on physical and everything, but I think mental game's huge in baseball. So, you know, this year I've been really focusing on the mental game side and all that stuff. So, yeah, for me, coming from a smaller school, smaller conference, just more in the mental game, like not thinking I have to be, you know, somebody that's not me. You know, I have, you know, you have these guys on our team that are throwing, you know, upper nines. Like that's that's not going to be me. And so I have to. That's something that's been my adjustment is sticking to myself and sticking to the pitcher that I am instead of having to try to be somebody that I'm not. Yeah, standing in on uh, all the pitchers' meetings with Coach Yeski, especially after uh, games and practices and stuff, I think that's something he does very well is relating to guys from the mental standpoint. But also, both of y'all being transfers from other schools, uh, what have you noticed as far as coming from Alabama or Xavier, the biggest difference as far as a school and the resources you might have here whereas other schools may not have have y'all noticed a difference in that i'd say starters up fan base is amazing here and you know i the fan base i'd say that's big that's so the country fans behind your back you know every game is great makes the team a lot better when you got guys you know, off the field as well so it's kind of that 12th man in football but yeah for sure, yeah. I, I joke and say you can fit two Xavier student bodies inside of the stadium, um, which is true. Um, 
but it's the, the thing for me has been the nutrition aspect yeah. you know at this at this school we have a athlete nutrition and that's something that i didn't have in my other school and that's made a big difference for me um off the field and on the field as well yeah i just went there the other day and let me tell you something they had pulled pork nachos that was a game changer you got what four plates <laughs> three <laughs> Five. I'm not going to lie. I had a plate of nachos, and they had these cinnamon rolls sitting on the side, and I popped that bad boy in the microwave, and it was delicious. <laughs> was it pull, pulled pork chili-loaded nachos? No, it was just pulled pork, little guac, little jalapeno, sour cream. A little. There. That's a lot yeah. of other Yeah, it was. Yeah, all right. It, it was a lot. It was good. <laughs> Obviously, coming to the South, you being in the South, but you being from uh, Never Never Land in Minnesota, what what we like to bring food into this to this podcast being that we like to eat a lot, but what's been y'all's favorite meal since arriving here? Oh, meal. I mean, you get catered a good amount of food, I'd say, but, you know. Or even even just going out to eat on your own away from baseball. Okay. What's been what's been your go-to spot? Uh, yeah, you know, Canes. It's hard not to go to Canes. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I'm a big Jimmy John's guy myself. Okay. I have it probably like three times a week. Fair. This, yeah. yeah. Here, here's a game-changing question. Do you get the kick and ranch? No, I don't. I've never had it before. This is the first team that I've, you know, been a part of that they've been a big big about kick and ranch. Yeah, I have to give it a try. I'd get on that. Yeah. yeah. On that. The kick and ranch is a game-changer. I always just get the number 13. I don't get any ranch on it. Kick and ranch would take your meal from like a six-star to about a ten-star. Well, I want to thank you all for coming on the show today and giving our fan base a sneak peek into – what to expect and having a little conversation with us and get to know y'all a little bit. And we got to learn the seed flavors, which surprised by both. Yeah. So. I think I won that draft. Yeah, Justin, you know, I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lore's a psycho. Outside, <laughs> <laughs> outside looking in. Sorry, just want to be different. It's all right. Well, and that'll be wrapping it up to episode two of In the Dirt podcast. I'm Alex Malazzo. And I'm Hayden Shafinsky.